This episode of Ready, Set, Game is brought to you by Culver's. Culver's, welcome to Delicious. Wow, you know, Phil, I, I don't think there's a better way to start than giving a huge shout out to one of our sponsors, Culver's, and we're going to hear actually quite a bit more about Culver's later on in this episode. Folks, welcome back to Ready, Set, Game. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jake Talbert, along with my dear friend, Mr. Phil Addison. Phil, how are we doing this week? We're doing great, Jake. We are excited for episode three. We have a lot on the schedule, Jake, and I'm excited to get it rolling. Man, this content today is packed. I don't know how we're going to fit it all in. We're going to try and move quickly. The listeners are going to want to stay tuned in today because this is an action-packed week of content. It's been a crazy week in Waco, Texas. I'm not sure about in Atlanta when we were kind of catching up and talking about this. Phil, tell us, what's one of the craziest things you saw this week? Maybe a weekly highlight for you. What's going on down in Atlanta? Yeah, Talbot, Atlanta's hot, only getting hotter here. Uh, we uh, hit a high of probably not as hot as it's getting right now in Waco. Uh, I think a high of uh, 95 today. Uh, pickleball uh, with the wife after church this afternoon, um, which was great. But craziest thing I saw this week actually did happen on the pickleball court. Um, we went with another uh, couple friends of ours uh, to go play pickleball. Uh, the court was taken, unfortunately, so we went to go play in the tennis courts. And you're supposed to have a reservation for these courts, like, uh, near our neighborhood. And so this lady comes, like, middle of our game. is like, hey, y'all have a reservation? We're like, no. She's like, oh, there's a tournament uh, this week at the courts. And so she's like, y'all are going to have to get off. We're like, oh, it's a bummer. Uh, and so, which was weird because there were like no, like there was like six other courts open. So I was like, huh. I was like, I guess you got a reservation. It costs like 15 bucks for the hour or whatever. And so we're like, all right, we'll just go find a different court. So we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're walking off and there's a match in play. I don't think it's like a, there's a league here called like Alta, I think it is. And it's like the um, like Atlanta Tennis League. I don't think it was okay. like an official match, but, but this, this, these two couples were playing and they were, they were paused in their game. You know, you wait to walk like behind a match while it's going on. And uh, we like wait for the gameplay to stop and we kind of walk past them and we're like, Oh, sorry. They're like, Oh, it's fine. And there's a lady, uh, only lady in the bleachers. Don't know if she's a friend or like a family member watching the match and she yells at us and goes hey they're trying to play a match right here can you not see that and we were like i, I mean we was looking around to see where the other hecklers were but it was just her um so got kicked off the courts plus got a heckling um from a local fan so, Jake, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the craziest thing I've ever seen, but, I mean, it was, it was just a baffling scene at the Chastain Park tennis courts uh, yesterday, Saturday afternoon. That is, I mean, that is wild. That's absolutely crazy. You know, probably the biggest heckling I got this week was from a group of elementary students. Uh, they were supposed to have a, a day trip out to the Baylor Marina, and they could not grasp the concept that they could not go out there in lightning and thunderstorms and that's what was happening all day long and so i got quite a few heckles uh from the elementary age crowd but that's okay we had a great week um at camp this week we kicked off our first week of rec camp at baylor it was phenomenal so fun um one of the things that i'm really intrigued about is to see how the meal time goes this year we had pizza on wednesday 
And one kid said, I do not like pizza. I'm not eating it. I'm not eating it. And this girl next to him looked at him and she said, dude, it's not pizza. It's a sandwich with tomato sauce and cheese on it. And he said, okay. And he finished eating it. I mean, (laughs) this guy, this guy went from not eating a pizza to then turning it into wanting a sandwich with tomato sauce and cheese on, and he ate the whole thing. So uh, for any moms and dads out there that are on this podcast, which I absolutely do not believe that there are, but if you're a mom and dad listening to this podcast, just know that that's maybe a helpful tool that you can stick into your, uh, into your back pocket. So yeah. one other, Phil, one other crazy thing I saw this week, speaking of, of camp, speaking of uh, Baylor and the McLean Student Life Center, Recent Baylor forward, Matt Meyer, who just entered the transfer portal to Illinois, uh, was caught using the Student Life Center this week. Uh, doesn't have access to, I guess, the um, uh, Division One facilities anymore. So he was in the, in, the, in the rec center playing pickup with all the guys this week. It was, it was a blast. So two crazy things from this week. Waco's getting hot. It'll be 106 degrees here next week. So buckle up. Man. That, I mean, it only gets hotter. Hopefully you guys are going to be able to make your, uh, make your way into the Farrell Center uh, for some shade, uh, get some shots up with the youth. Yeah, no doubt. Phil, you've been in the Farrell Center a time or two and, and you know, had, some, had some court time, not, not actually your playing days, uh, but, but post-grad down on the Farrell Center. Yeah, unfortunately wasn't able to make it out to the Farrell Center for any uh, actual – uh, recorded games in my collegiate career, but did make it out post-grad. You know, they had a camp uh, last summer, probably, you know, uh, I think it was Baylor basketball camp. And uh, my fiance and I at, at the time, well, not even girlfriend at the time, now wife. Wow. Two wow, days taking before, us way back. Two days before we got engaged. Um, oh my gosh. Wow. Knocked on the door of the Farrell Center because uh, we knew a camp was happening and uh, a sweet, um, uh, custodian uh, lady uh, let us in, walked straight down to the court and started playing with one of the kids' sons. <laughs> and, uh, Unreal. A few months after the Baylor National Championship. So got some shots up uh, with the bride. And, uh, man, it is unreal shooting on that court. Just just be able to see all the seats. Wish, wish I could get some shots up when it's full, Jake. Man, you know, to be in there when it's full, Kansas coming to town, it is a phenomenal atmosphere. But I tell you what, you got to get a courtside ticket here in 2023. New basketball arena opening on the banks of the Brazos River. It's going to be an electric environment. Can't wait to have you down there. We will be breaking that down. We're going to go and mark that one on the calendar. We, we, we almost have to be there live. We really yeah, do. Yeah, we, we, we may be going live from Waco. Uh, for that pod uh, in the near future. So I'm excited for that. No doubt. No doubt. Dude, Phil, so something uh, that, that, that we've talked about is kind of doing this, uh, this ongoing head-to-head competition between you and I, trying yeah. to, to guess a sports team that the other is thinking of, and it's done by only asking yes or no questions with a max of 10 is that what we decided? Do we decide a max of 10? Do you think that's fair? Or do we need to yeah, go 15? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. We'll go max of 10. You can ask yes or no questions. And it can only be one of the big four. So we're going to say it has to be an NHL, NBA, NFL, or Major League Baseball team. So, Phil, I believe you have a team already queued up in your head, and it's going to be my objective to try and guess that team. Is that right? Yep, yep. I have a team in my head. And, Talbert, I am ready whenever you are. 
All right, here we go. Is it, Phil, is it a Major League Baseball team? It is not. There's question number one. Is it a, an NFL team? It is. Okay, we, so we've got an NFL team. There's question number two. Phil, are they in the AFC? They're not. Not in the AFC. All right, so they're in the NFC. Have they had Russell Wilson on their roster this year or last year? That's a great question, Jake. They have not had Russell Wilson. Okay. You know, I knew that that really narrowed our choices down. If I could have guessed it, I could have gotten it in five. So yeah. that takes away the Broncos for me, obviously, and the Seahawks. Phil, are they in the NFC East? They are not. Not in the NFC East. So that eliminates four more teams. Is this team in the NFC West? They are not. Let's see. Is this team in the NFC North? They are. They are. Okay. Does this team have an ex-Georgia transfer on their roster as the foreseeable starting quarterback this coming year? They do not. (laughs) Okay. So so it's not the Chicago Bears. Okay. All right. So that that leaves me at eight. So I've got I've got two questions left. So that's through the Lions, the Packers, or the Vikings at this point. Phil, does this team have any yellow in their uniform? They do. Okay. Okay. So that's question number nine. So I've got a 50-50 chance here, and I may, I may not get it. But you know what? I've been there. It's the home of Culver's, one of our sponsors today. I'm going to have to go with the Green Bay Packers. Is it the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> it was the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You what do love Lambo. You I love, love Lambo Field. I've been there, have done a snow angel out, out back of Lambeau Field, have had cheese curds there. It is phenomenal. You know, um, a lot of the in-laws are from Wisconsin, and so really just have complete buy-in with Green Bay at yeah, this point. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just one of the guys. Um, <laughs> so, all right, well, it's Vikings. So I didn't even get one on that one. So over 10 there uh, on Jake's and Phil, take it away. I've got a team ready for you. All right. Are they an MLB team? Not an MLB team. Are they an NBA team? They are an NBA team. Are they in the Western Conference? They are in the Western Conference. Do they currently have a Baylor player on their roster? Not to the best of my knowledge, no. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to ask that question because I figured you would know, slash I was already thinking of a team. Um, Do they play in California? They do not play in California. That's a great question. There's four or five teams out there, so that's a great question. That's question five. Did they have an MVP on their roster from the last, like, five? They do. They do have an MVP on their roster. Is it the Denver Nuggets? It is the Denver Nuggets. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Well done. You know, they have a couple of my favorite players, Michael Porter Jr., you know, big fan of Michael Porter Jr., um, Monte Morris, uh, Iowa State product, so really yes. fun team. Yeah, Big Twelve. That's right. I, I for some reason I was I was thinking of the Nuggets and uh, Jokic hot right now, obviously. So, um, man, was that seven questions? I think that was that was six or seven. Uh, six or seven. We'll have to go back and listen to. Uh, we will. We'll have to go back and listen. We certainly will. Maybe one of our listeners will let us know. Yeah. Maybe they've been keeping track. <laughs> yeah, so. we know someone's keeping the numbers game. Here, Jake, that's a fun, that's a fun game for us. I'm glad that we uh, I'm glad we're gonna keep that going for the pod. No doubt, no doubt. Phil, you sent me a picture this week and it takes us back to Ready Set Game, but actually the summer after Ready Set Game, and a skit that you and I actually did co-starred in, if you will, uh, 
Murtaugh versus Baker, cheaper by the dozen, too. <laughs> Tell us about uh, Murtaugh versus Baker. Yeah, it's Albert. Well, uh, my wife and I actually recently watched Cheer by Those One and Two this past week. And uh, so the skit we were starring in, uh, I was Tom Baker, uh, and you were, I can't remember Murtaugh's first name, um, but you were Murtaugh, I was Baker. And in the, in the scene we were doing, it was in our pool, you know, at camp. And uh, my daughter, Tom Baker's daughter, who was Nora, in the movie is pregnant with, you know, her soon to be son, which they named Tom, which is a great tear jerking scene. It, great tear jerking scene. I, oh. I, I mean, one of the best outcomes that, that possibly could have come out of that movie. No doubt. Yeah. No yeah. Doubt. And we're, you know, it's the canoe scene there on the lake. She, you know, her water breaks, they're about to have a baby. And in the scene at camp, we were actually reenacting it. Uh, our director's wife, uh, Rachel Sparks was playing my daughter Nora for some reason and I hadn't seen the movie in a long time so I thought that uh, she was my wife just given the, the the age and maybe the character play I was right like, right you know it's a big family and for someone that's seen the movie huge while, family I really I really didn't know uh, so when she screams my water broke I said Honey, it'll be okay. And she screamed back at me, I'm your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. So, I mean, great scene, great skit. Honestly, got, got everyone out of their seat. Great scene, great skit. And it ended up with both my canoe and your canoe flipped upside down in the K-Country pool. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Which is, in not, the pool. How, it is not how it goes in the movie, I don't think. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. I'm pretty sure the canoes do not flip, but. But you have to please the crowd. You have to please the crowd. You got to please the crowd. And they're all, they all want you in the pool. No doubt. No doubt. Dude, what a perfect transition that is to Celtics Warriors. Am I right? <laughs> just, just from the pool straight to the Chase Center. We're going Boston and Golden State. Talbert, I mean, uh, a comeback by, you know, one of your favorite teams, the Celtics, that I think will be remembered in game one NBA Finals history for a long time. No doubt. My goodness. The Boston Celtics, you know, trailing, entering into the fourth quarter and, and went plus 24, Phil, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Won the fourth quarter 40 to 16. And they did it with Jason Tatum only shooting three of 17 from the field. Granted, he had 13 assists, plus 16, uh, plus minus on the floor. Uh, but, but Tatum, the star, only finished with 12 points. Uh, Jalen Brown had 24, but Al Horford stepped up with 26, including six oh, of eight from three. And, and Al Horford's your guy, you know, he was, he was around with the Hawks for quite some time. And I believe you've got a little bit of a story with the Hawks, uh, from back in the day. Yeah. Al Horford, my guy putting up numbers, um, for Boston game, one of the finals, his first finals game ever. Uh, yeah. Like you mentioned, 26 points, nine for 12, um, shooting from the field. Incredible. But, uh, my good friend, our good friend, um, a guy named Jimmy McCarthy, Jimmy uh, and his family were moving uh, out of their house into a different house a couple of years ago. And uh, we were, I was helping his dad and his mom him move some boxes. And I was moving some framed jerseys. And uh, there was a framed Al Horford jersey that I picked up. Uh, wow. <laughs> a, a Youth XL frame <laughs> uh, jersey. And no signature. 
just the jersey. And I asked Jimmy, I said, man, what's like, what's the story behind this Al Horford kids jersey frame? And uh, Jimmy's father, Big Mac, we call him. Uh, Big Mac turns around, he goes, oh, he goes, Jimmy caught that at a game in fifth grade, had to frame it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so fantastic. I start, I start dying laughing. I'm like, that's a hilarious reason to frame this jersey. And uh, so Jimmy and I were laughing about it, and Big Mac kind of uh, kind of like leaves the room kind of quietly. I was like, oh, I hope I didn't offend your dad. And he was like, oh, no, it's fine. He walks back in the room with two framed jerseys, Mickey Mantle and Derek Jeter. And he goes, oh, so you didn't like that one? You like these, Phil? No <laughs> way. Pulls out oh, my goodness. Guns. From Al Horford, kids framed jersey, no signature, to – Two big, two big baseball guys, two big Yanks. I mean, that is crazy. I was shocked. <laughs> Completely shocked. Oh, my gosh. The captain, Derek Jeter, one of the greatest to ever do it wearing that number two. Absolutely. I mean, so, you know, don't, don't sleep on, on, on big Max frame jersey collection. No, you can't. You absolutely can't. Who knows what he may pull out of the hat next time you visit the McCarthy household. Speaking of McCarthy household, Talbert, uh, I just got a call – from Jimmy asking, have you heard or seen J- from Jake Bardell? Dude, I'm so glad you brought that up. We had a couple listeners actually uh, DM us and, and slide in and ask. One, one, we've had a few people ask, who is Jake Bardell? Yeah. And then we've actually had a few others say, where is Jake Bardell? Yeah. And it comes to find out he's actually on a three-week trip right now abroad. He's, he's in Europe. He's abroad. Um, well deserved, by the way, after yes. uh, an extended year of medical school for, for Mr. Bardell. But but checked his location. Looks like he's in Rome, Italy, right now as we speak. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He he was confronted by the press uh, asking about uh, the the championship game versus the Phillips head screwdriver getting upset by the screwdriver. Um, he really thought he had it in the bag, but no comment from Bardell thus far. Uh, did not speak to the press. Did not seem happy about the result of the championship game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, interesting. He's in Rome right now, and and rumor on the street is is that they've actually approached him about uh, filming Rush Hour Four, which is absolutely <laughs> just crazy. And and to be in Rome of all places, and to want yeah. to get him involved with Rush Hour Four is just insane. So we're gonna see if that's something that he jumps on. You know, would have to take a little bit of a hiatus from uh, the medical school path, but but we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rush Hour, one of the all-time great movies. Um, I mean, obviously you have Chris Tucker um, and also Jackie Chan, uh, two guys that Bardell looks up to a lot, not just, uh, you know, acting-wise, but in the medical field. Uh, Both of them have, you know, done great work. So um, excited to hear more Bardell's trip. Excited to hear, you know, how he responds to all the controversy around his name right now after the championship game. Yeah, I'm just excited. You know, honestly, I can barely keep it together. I'm just excited to <laughs> just to get him back on the podcast. It's going to be great. Man, speaking of our bread and butter, uh, our biscuits and gravy, uh, we're going straight to it this week. I just ran off of a bracket this week with uh, the Red Camp Kids. Uh, best snack of all time. They went with the Oreo, so I think that's pretty yeah. fair. Um, pretty fair from, from the youth. Um, they've been known to, to be wrong at times, um, but I think they got that one right. Yeah, so, uh, Phil, we're launching into our new bracket this week. We've got 16 teams 
uh, we're gonna we're gonna break down just the first sixteen, and we're gonna get into the elite eight. And then next episode, we will go from the elite eight and declare a champion. But this is the fast food burger bracket. We're taking a lot of things into consideration. What are some of the things that we're gonna be weighing here? Not just the burger, not just the quality of the meat. Obviously, what are some things here that we're we're examining as we break down these uh, fast food restaurants? Yeah, Talbert, we're really going into full experience here. We wanna yeah. gauge all the times, even I remember every trip you've had to uh, said restaurant, but we wanna gauge the full experience, everything from customer service to cleanliness, um, to even some stories we'll share along the way of the times that we spent at these fast food restaurants. So even though we're, we are focusing on the fast food burger, uh, we also want to uh, gauge the full experience because you can't, you can't have uh, just a burger and go home. You got to make sure you sit and indulge and have the whole experience, whether that's through the drive-through or whether you're sitting down at the restaurant, Jake. I completely agree. Completely agree. So we take all those things into consideration. And I already know with the number one overall seed, we're going to get some heat right off the bat. They, they're, they're the OG. They've been doing it the longest. They have to be the number one overall seed. They have the longstanding tradition. They're a blue blood, if you will. They're the Kentucky, the Kansas, the Duke. Uh, the UNC of fast food burgers. Um, McDonald's, uh, affectionately known as Don's, is the number one overall seed, maybe more so known for real estate, but they're going to be going up against the number 16 seed, Crystal's Hamburgers, Phil. Crystal's had about a three-month stint in Waco. They went out of business. You've had an experience with Crystal's as well before. This one versus 16, who do you like in this? Give me your personal breakdown of Crystal's. I'm really, really intrigued. Yeah, Talbert, so... Uh, 10th grade, sophomore year of high school, uh, after a long day uh, of Sunday soccer uh, with my buddy Steve, we went to Crystal with his dad, and um, we got about uh, 20 sliders, um, and those things, I don't know if it's like every Crystal's, but it is 90% bun and like 10% thin piece of meat. Um, oh, it's and, like a slice of lunch meat. Yeah, they're just mushed. It's like all mushed together. Yeah, um, no doubt. And they, at the time, were doing a promotion for something called a quake shake. And <laughs> we got our earthquake quake shakes uh, and our sliders. Uh, and Talbert, we, we put those things down as many as we could, got the quake shakes in us. Uh, and then the rest of the night, probably went as you could guess, uh, was not... Um, happy with my stomach and stomach wasn't happy with me. So, I mean, you go to the crystals breakdown. It's, it, it, it's not good for me. It's a really a one-time experience. There was another time in college where we went and my buddy Braden ordered uh, 40 sliders and uh, then we left, did not end up <laughs> getting sliders. It was not a good call by us. Just oh like, my gosh. Drove off. They weren't happy with us, the staff. We owe them one, but um, yeah, Talbert, I mean, Don's, countless times have been, you know, that, truly whether the ice cream machine is broken or not, uh, they can never let you down with the McDouble. My order personally is usually one to two McDoubles, uh, six piece nugget, apple slices and sweet tea. That's a great order. That's a great order. You know, you, you speak of the McDouble, Grant Hudeberg, my dear friend, got me hooked on the McDouble back in our camp days. And since then, uh, that's really been my go-to order as well at Don's. Don't, don't frequent there often, but when I go, that is the order for me. We're going to take the number one overall seed, Don's, over Crystal's in a blowout. Yeah. Uh, they rested the starters at halftime, and Don's took that one all the way to the finish line. Next up, this is an intriguing matchup. The eight versus nine, always intriguing. 
This year we had a number eight seed. The North Carolina Tar Heels actually make it to the national championship game. Phil, I didn't like that to begin with. They were not a number eight seed. They were a top 25 team. Paired them up against Baylor in the second round. You know, I didn't like that. But here in this round, we've got number eight seed Wendy's going up against the number nine seed Brahms. This is a huge breakdown for us. Um, For me personally, Wendy's childhood favorite. Went there often. The Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Deluxe. Um, They've come a long way. Now they're, they're having, you know, um, the $5 biggie bag and the four for four. They've been extremely creative in their marketing. But on the flip side, there's Brahms. Brahms has everything you need from the ice cream, creative flavors, um, back even to, you know, you can do your grocery shopping there. The Brahms experience, I think for me, hits that small town, homegrown feel, not to mention it's one of my wife's favorite uh, fast food establishments as well. She's really got me hooked on it. So in this one, I'm leaning Brahms still. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Similarly here in Atlanta, Talbert, unfortunately, Brahms uh, is not in existence really in the Southeast. I don't think it's really more of a Midwest uh, tradition and company. Uh, But Brahms for me definitely hits home. Those summers in Missouri, I would always find my way to Brahms up in Fayetteville or maybe even Springfield Moe. Uh, would make my way to bronze because yeah, the experience is great. I always got the cookie monster. Uh, it's great. It's great. And waffle cone bowl, no matter how you get it, it hits right every time it's fresh. It's usually clean in there. Uh, and it's just, it, it's, it, it's got a homegrown feel to it. Uh, Wendy's for me, the four for four for a long time was great. They used to, when I was in high school, I don't do it anymore. Used to buy a $1 frosty card. You put on your keychain, keychain frosty, you got free frosties for a year. That is a really good deal to me. That obviously increased experience. But I will say, no doubt, Wendy's did come out with breakfast uh, a little over a year ago, and it was not great from what I had. I had their honey butter chicken biscuit, hub chub, can't beat Whataburgers, obviously, but it wasn't even in the same category, Talbert. Uh, it just didn't compete. For me, I think Wendy's does have a good uh, a double bacon cheeseburger obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I, I, I think I agree with you. Brahms got to take the cake. My wife loves it as well. It's a Midwest tradition. Uh, and I hope to be back at Brahms very soon. Dude, I, I, I want to do a live stream actually from Brahms as we break down, maybe we order a flight of ice cream and we break down the best Brahms ice cream flavors. That could be a ready, set bracket for a future week. Um, I tell you what, Don's better watch out because Brahms is looming. And I think that they're hot right now. They're going to come in to this number one versus number nine matchup. And they bring just about every intangible to the table. This is going to be a tough matchup for Don's next week on the podcast. Moving down in the bracket, we're going to have to keep moving. But number four, Sonic versus number 13, Jack in the Box. This is that four versus 13 game. You know, you're kind of questioning, is it going to be an upset? I don't even know if we have to download this. No chance. Jack in the Box, one of the worst hamburgers out there. Um, Phil, just a, a quick story on Jack in the Box. Went to Jack in the Box one time ordered a taco, opened the taco up. There was no meat in the taco. It was just lettuce in the taco shell. And so this is what we're working with at Jack in the Box. Meanwhile, I just came off a week in which I had the best Sonic milkshake that I've ever had. That's the one, yep, right off of Highway 6 by the Central Texas Marketplace in Waco. Uh, My guy there hooked uh, my wife and I up. It was a great experience. Any pushback there on that Sonic versus Jack in the Box taking Sonic, Bill? No, Talbert, I think you hit the nail right on the head there. Jack in the Box, only been once, had breakfast in Auburn there. Don't know why we weren't at Byron's. Um, But went to to Jack in the Box on game day, 
And I mean, yeah, couldn't even come close to sniffing one of their burgers, much less eat it. And secondly, for me, <laughs> the Sonic burger is good. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's the pieces that come around it. It's like it, it's like Sonic hamburger is kind of like Dirk Nowitzki. You know he's not the best player like you know in the league, but he's solid. Mm. You know what you're gonna get, but he has the pieces around him. He has JJ Barea, Jason Kidd, Jason Terry. He has Tyson Chandler, Sean Marion. You got and that can be comparable to the even the nerds uh, slushy drink. You could have your shake in there for me. Jumbo popcorn chicken. For me, it's jumbo popcorn chicken, Tyson Chandler. The box sticks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That so, is so good. That is so good. Yeah, Phil, we I'm may even have to just do a breakdown. Yeah. We may just have to do a breakdown of Sonic and um, 2011 Dallas Mavericks roster. Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm going to let you take this next one away. This is number five cookout going up against number 12 Dairy Queen. Typically, the most common upset here in an NCAA tournament would be the number five losing to the number 12. Do you see that happening here? We've got cookout versus Dairy Queen. I'll let you take this one. Absolutely, Talbert. I think, you know, we talked about this earlier. Cookout, obviously, near and dear to my heart. Cookout, um, you know, born and bred in North Carolina, but made its way over to Athens, uh, you know, um, very early in college for me. And uh, it was a usual stop for us uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, uh, not unfortunately, but also fortunately. Um, and for me, Cookout Burger is great. I and mean, you got to go around to the pieces. You get the tray and you get a shake and you can get all of that for 6 to $7. Um, a ton of food on there. And Dairy Queen to me, the Blizzard versus Cookout Shake here is definitely something to talk about. It is. I agree. I agree. But as we, I think, have uh, considered, Dairy Queen's food is just not good. From their chicken tenders to uh, the burger itself, I'm just not about uh, the Dairy Queen food. And that's why I think Cookout's going to take the cake here. It will. Cookout will take the take. Take the cake. They'll beat <laughs> Dairy Queen. Speaking of cakes, I will say one of my favorite birthday items is an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen, the cookies and cream ice cream cake from Dairy Queen. It's almost unbeatable, but it's the whole experience and Dairy Queen doesn't have it. Cookout does. We're going with cookout. Moving on. Number three, we've got In-N-Out Burger. This is the California special In-N-Out. They've made their way to Texas. We have one in Waco. This is In-N-Out going up against the number 14 seed Burger King. In-N-Out versus Burger King. Uh, Phil Burger King, they have the charbroiled patty, some things that have made their way on the menu from here and there, chicken sticks, uh, chicken fries. They've tried everything they can with chicken, and, and it just isn't working. Meanwhile, I look at the In-N-Out menu, and they have about four things that you can order. Uh, and they have not veered away from the burger. They have perfected the burger. The secret sauce is phenomenal, made fresh on the spot. In and out for me takes the cake over Burger King here, and and I don't know if there's any one of our listeners that would disagree. Any thoughts from you from from Athens? Maybe that East Coast population. Yeah, Burger King uh, still over here, Talbert. Uh, not very popular. I think uh, one time they did sell uh, a green bun and black bun burger, which I don't know. That's crazy. What, I don't know what the promo was there. My friends did eat some of it and did confirm it was terrible. Um, Burger King for me, I used to have a chicken fries shirt. Chicken fries were very popular for a time for me in high school. Um, okay. but truly in and out, my wife loves it. Uh, it is a classic. They stuck with a simple menu, uh, and they got a great burger, Jake. 
They do. They have a great burger. And the Neapolitan Shake, that is uh, that is a very underrated item. If you haven't gotten it, that chocolate-vanilla-strawberry combo, it's it's fantastic. Next up, number six, Freddy's versus number 11, Culver's. Now, I've been to Culver's a few times. Uh, it, it, it is a, uh, as we mentioned, it's a Wisconsin special. Um, specifically in Wisconsin, they have the cheese curds. Um, exceptional item. Freddy's for me is a great experience. It's clean. It's professional. It's a little bit more expensive than Culver's, but I think you're getting what you pay for here. Freddy's has never let me down. I never walk out of Freddy's and say, man, you know what? I wish I hadn't gone to Freddy's today. Yeah, Talbert, absolutely. I mean, man, Freddy's is good. You know, the first time I went to Freddy's in Athens when I was in college, uh, uh, this was a um, uh, maybe a more of a shameful time for me, but me and some friends went to uh, Freddy's and we actually stole the cardboard cutout of Freddy himself, the old man and all paid in cash except for one guy. And uh, they ended up calling his mom at her job at like a high school because they got his credit card information, found his mom's name and the credit card. And about three days later after we stole Freddy, had to bring him back uh, to the Freddy's we opened the door, threw Freddie in, and fleed the scene. Um, but even though I have that little speed bump in the road in my relationship with Freddy's, uh, I've had great experiences there. Like I said, very clean environment, a little more expensive than Culver's. I've actually don't even think I've ever had Culver's as in general. Um, but yeah, Freddy's for me, I think, a great six seed um, and going to move on to the next round. Yeah, Freddy's is going to be a dangerous six seed moving forward. Um, number seven seed, Shake Shack. I've only actually been once in the DFW airport, uh, Terminal D. I may have to get that checked. Our good friend Colin Plotz will probably fact check us on that. Um, if you don't know Colin Plotz, we're going to have to get him on the podcast as well. He is a world traveler, and he's a guy that would probably be interested in this, in this Ready, Set, Breakdown as well. But Shake Shack versus number 10, Steak and Shake. This is one that, that's a little bit tricky. Steak and Shake, a lot of great memories there, especially with my – Two friends, Chris Hickman and Grant Hudeberg, have shared a lot of steak and shakes together. Um, we decided to go with Shake Shack in this yeah. one. Just an overall more positive experience, uh, higher quality burger. We already have a couple steak burgers in the game. So we've decided to move forward with Shake Shack here. Uh, and we're going to keep it moving here. Number two, Whataburger versus number 15, Carl's Jr. Now, there's not a huge comparison here. It's really like comparing uh, – you know, I, it's hard, you know, it's hard yeah. to even compare this yeah. right here. It's like, it's like comparing going to the national championship game and a sixth grade pop Warner football game. That's, that's really the comparison yeah. here. Whataburger yeah. versus Carl's jr. Any thoughts on this before we wrap up? Talbert, I think Whataburger uh, does it easy here. I mean, they just got uh, a great burger and while it may be slow sometimes, you know, it's going to last, so you know, it's going to be good. Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better myself. What a burger advances. So moving on into the next round, we'll make sure and tease these out for you guys. Uh, but we'll break it down from eight to four to two to then one on the next ready, set, bracket. Man, here over the next couple of weeks, starting next week, a teaser for you guys, you listeners. In honor of college football, week zero being 10 weeks away. That's the kickoff week of college football. Phil and I are going to start breaking down our top 10 college sports games that we've attended. It may be college football. It could be college baseball, college soccer, um, college basketball. But we're going to start down counting down from 10 next week right here on the podcast. Phil will share a story. I'll share a story, some details of that story, why it is where it's at. 
in the rankings. Phil, I'm really excited for that. Me too, Jake. And I mean, wow, that was a quick, easy finish. And until next time, I'm Phil. I'm Jake. Ready? Set. Game.